Welcome to the Decom After Dark podcast. I am your host, Kevin, and I'm here once again, as always, with the fabulous Lindsay. Lindsay, how's it going? I'm doing really well, and I'm really excited about this week. I, I know you are. We're doing another musical, which you love. Yep. And not just any musical. We're doing Descendants 2. Yes. Which is, I know how much you love the original Descendants. Oh, yeah. I'm... Apparently, I'm not a fan of all musicals, which was new news to me. But um, I'm glad that I'm back in with the music on this one. Good, good. This one did have some good songs. Um, I've enjoyed it too. We'll talk about it. But this week we have um, a very special guest. We have one of our good friends, screenwriter David Burke. What up? What's happening? <laughs> What's slapping in? What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to talk about this Disney musical. Straight to now, TV. You, when we asked you what movie you would want to do, you wanted to do Descendants, Descendants 2. Why? <laughs> I wanted to do Descendants. You guys had already done Descendants. So uh-huh. it became Descendants 2. <laughs> Almost exclusively off the back of the idea that I think you had mentioned at some point, Ursula's daughter or somebody else's daughter. And I was like, what? And you were like, yeah, like her name's Uma or her name's Mal or whoever it was we were talking about. And I was like, are these movies, do they matter? Are they any good? And I hadn't seen them yet. So right, right. now's the time. What is your initial assessment without getting into it? Ugh. Uh, okay. I mean, it's not trash. It's not trash. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, for those that don't know, uh, David normally has the hottest of takes on writing of things. <laughs> so I'm very excited to get into it to talk about stuff. Listen, one one of I've known David for years, and one of our very first conversations was about the first season of Heroes, and I loved the show, <laughs> and David detested the show. Uh, but that didn't stop us from all watching it together every week. <laughs> and each week we had to get David's uh, synopsis about how of, terrible this week was. Of why it was trash, yes. It was bad. It was written by people who'd never read comics, essentially, and thought they were revolutionizing the field by, like, what if a guy moved a car with his mind? Because apparently they'd was- never heard of the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> It's why it was great, and uh, which one I'm really excited to get into this movie right here <laughs> with you. So, uh, so David, you did you watch Descendants to get ready for Descendants too? I did. Yes. Yes. yes okay. Yes. Okay. Was Descendants also trash or not? Trash? <laughs> well, I said it was a trash. <laughs> um, uh, mm, it's about the same. I feel like I thought they're about the same too. I enjoyed yeah. them both. I enjoyed yeah. them both. I'm so That's fair. It, Plot could have been was, stronger in the second, in the first one. I, I felt, yeah, I could give. You, I think it was just a nice entry point. Um, <laughs> but let's get into it. All right. So first and foremost, this movie stars once again Dove Cameron, um, Sophia Carson, Boo Boo Stewart, and uh, the late Cameron <laughs> Boyce. Uh, rest right. in peace to him for this one. This one also added China. Anne McLean. So you, mm. she was in uh, Ant Farm on the Disney Channel. She was another one of those Disney Channel kids. 
She's also in some Tyler Perry stuff. Oh. Um, it added Diane Don. So Diane Doan, Doan, D-O-A-N. Uh, she <laughs> okay. was in the first one playing Mulan's like daughter. Okay. But this one, she had a much bigger impact because I forgot that she was in the first one. Oh wow! Yeah, she was sub- not substantial, I guess, but she was super in it. She was in it, but I felt like she just didn't do a lot. She had her like do something with her hair or something, but I didn't even realize then that that was Milan's daughter. What? I, re- I feel like I you do that- if you listen to that podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not review our podcast. But, I feel um, like I remembered she was descendant, but I didn't remember that she was directly Mulan's daughter. But mm-hmm. well, this one when she was doing so when she was doing the fighting style in one of the first opening scenes and she's fighting and she has a the fencing mask on. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is definitely a young lady for sure, because otherwise she wouldn't be wearing the mask. And she takes <laughs> off the mask and I was like, oh, that's probably Mulan's kid. That's my assumption. Oh, wow. You, and like, then, legit didn't remember. Yeah, you didn't remember altogether. at all. All together. All together. Who is didn't this remember girl? at all. Yeah. Didn't, and I was like, oh, she's new. And then as it was, like, going on, I was like, oh, I don't think she's new. I think I just forgot who she was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly. Yeah, man. She cried into the cookies in the first one. Yes. Yeah, I forgot all of that. Damn. I forgot yeah. all that. <laughs> uh, we all, this, this one also starred Thomas Doherty. Who played Harry Hook right. in this one. And then it also had Dylan Playfair, who plays Gil, who's Gaston's son. I never caught his name. The whole <laughs> movie. I watched it more than once, too, because I enjoyed it that much. But I uh, never caught his name. And he's well, from uh, Letterkenny. He's one of the hockey bros. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So I just kept seeing... The Canadian that, version of him the yeah. whole time, and it's pretty much the same dude. <laughs> they say his name in that opening bad guy song when Uma's making them say her name a bunch. Yes, that <laughs> was my least favorite, but we we'll yeah, definitely they, get into that. But they they say his name then, and that it's Gil. Mm. Okay, keeping that um, tradition of naming them after the first initial of their parents. Yeah, yeah, you know, just got to keep it going. Just got to keep it going. Uh, And then also I want to give a shout out in this movie to Anna Cathcart, who plays Dizzy Tremaine. Oh, okay. The daughter of uh, Gisela Tremaine, the granddaughter of Lady Tremaine from um, this The Wicked Stepmom. Cinderella. Yeah, because I thought she did a very good job, man. I thought she was cool. Fair, yeah. Yeah, especially for her age. Yeah, yeah, she, she was think- probably one of the better actors. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. She's also in the To All the Boys I Loved, the movie. Ah, series. was mm. she the younger sister? Mm-hmm. Nice. Huh. And she's right. in the second one as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To All the Boys I Still Love? I'm not I sure still what, love. what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. It's incredibly close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we hop into our plot? Yeah. Yeah. So the sequel opens up and our descendants are gathered around this cauldron and they've got like the super starry sky in the background and Mal's doing this spell. When this was happening, I was like, (laughs) did I jump in the middle of the movie? (laughs) It's what it looked like. (laughs) Did I start in the middle? Did I miss some stuff? And 
she's like doing a spell to make these evil apples and the others are helping her. The last we left off the movie, I, the, the first movie, they were on the good side. So it's really confusing to see <laughs> this. Yep. Which is why I was like, did I jump in the middle of this movie? Did I miss some stuff? They very specifically ended that last one going, let's be good guys. <laughs> correct. Correct. Which let's poison the school. <laughs> Immediately after, you know? So this starts our first musical number, which is Ways to be Wicked. And the crew is passing out these evil apples, which are causing the students, teachers, and, and the royal family to pretty much just dance sporadically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the lyrics... <laughs> it's Footloose, dancing's evil. Yes. Um, it appears like it's supposed to be making them do evil acts, but nothing's really evil. It's mostly just like throwing paper into the air. And Do you know what was evil? <laughs> it was wearing non-conforming colors. That's what evil is. Mm. And I was realizing that's right. what was going on because they were spray painting with purples and greens. <laughs> <laughs> So once you get to the, like the peak of the musical number, it's the whole school doing this like large dance routine in the school garden grounds. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's still, like random students violently bobbing for apples in the fountains. <laughs> Those shots from in the water were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the school was pretty much all on ecstasy, but like slightly less sexualized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I can see enough. that. I can see that, yeah. But um, when it, the song ends, the scene blurs, and we go back to Ordon version, and like Mal is being questioned by reporters, and she is totally different. She's got. So, I couldn't even recognize her at the first because she has this blonde hair, and she's wearing like the uniform and not wearing any, you know purples or greens no evil colors at all she's wearing straight white yeah um she's got like bleach blonde hair but just tiny light purple on the ends which was awful Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, she's pretty much getting attacked by these reporters verbally just question after question and ben like jumps in and he blows off the press pretty easily just Mm -hmm. by laughing at their questions and uh, the fairy god- godmother comes in and shoes them away. And as she's doing that, Ben and Mal are like really, really close to each other, just yeah. whispering sweet nothings and to each other's ears. And like I they're feel full like, on into this thing. They're in, oh yeah, they're in. I feel like that's a big shift from what we've seen before in these movies. Like it was. <laughs> there's there's no doubt that they're intimate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Ben tells her not to worry about the media and that, you know, they'll just go away. But you can tell she's super overwhelmed. And he makes a suggestion that they go away and just take a trip or something. But then he realizes that he's pretty much already late for a meeting and promises that they'll go another time. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't really matter because Evie comes and pulls Mal away anyway because they have to do a fitting for the cotillion gown. (laughs) So they're doing a fitting and Evie's designed this yellow and blue ball gown for Mal and Mal's basically discussing how she's booked for back-to-back events and she doesn't even know what the events are anymore and she plays this what-if game with Evie 
being like, do you miss the aisle? Like, what if we never left? What would we be doing? And as we remember, Evie was one of the super early adopters to Oridon. So she quickly dismisses the question because she wants to be there. Yeah, and born in the wrong place. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) And Evie gets distracted by the TV because they're giving the latest update on Mal's life, basically. And how, and the the news tells us that this cotillion is going to be Mal's official introduction and she's going to become a lady of the court during the cotillion. So Mal, while Evie's distracted by the TV, is using her spell book to speed read. And Evie notices and then tells her that the book belongs in a museum with her mirror and Mm -hmm. that Ben would basically disapprove of her using magic and especially keeping secrets from him. I don't I think, think I agree think, with you don't think so? No. Why would you I, give up magic? Oh no, so okay, I I wish <laughs> you on that one, right? I don't think that she that that book that's her book, man. It doesn't need to be in a in a museum, but I think that Ben would not like the fact that uh she's like lying to him about it. Yeah, well, she in my mind she shouldn't have lied for one and she shouldn't have given it up. Right. I would just be very open about it. It's like, it's my book. I'm going to keep using it. I promise I won't use it on you if you can make that promise. <laughs> it's a little weird that Oradon has almost decided that like magic's bad. Well, and so magic like, is we can protect ourselves of... with a magic bubble, it's... but we can't like right. practice it as a person person. Magic is only bad if the fairy godmother's not wielding it. How That's is that odd. a thing? And and we know there's right. more than one fairy. So why does that one particular fairy get to hold all the magic? Preside over all the magic. Good question. Tinkerbell's got to be somewhere. And all She's of her friends. Be. She's not in yeah, this movie, the, but like in the world. The fairies the have to be somewhere, yeah. Maybe they've been exiled as well. <laughs> like, magic's the devil's work. It's like Footloose again. Magic <laughs> is the devil's work. Get it out of our perfect bubble. This movie's about immigration policy, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Hidden messages. <laughs> so, um, Mal asks her seriously if she misses the freedom of being evil. <laughs> and Evie pretty much reminds her, like, how awesome their new lives are. And, like, asks I mean, her very nicely to just leave the past in the past. I mean to be to be fair, Evie's like, listen, man, I'm I'm the leader of a fashion brand. You are going to be the queen. Um <laughs> Jafar's son is a world class athlete and then uh the other kid has a dog. So <laughs> <laughs> he's really making out. Carlos is killing it. So, so the next yeah, yeah, he has a friend, but they're all walking together after this together. And Jay is getting all of the attention. So that's a, like Carlos just really isn't winning in that in any Car- aspect so far. Did you not hear what I told you? Carlos has a dog. Yes, right, <laughs> right. That's um, his dad. Dude, his dog, yep. dude. Mm-hmm. So Mal is walking behind the group and she looks like a zombie. She doesn't seem to be processing anything that's going on in the moment. Hmm. And Carlos asks Jay 
how to ask somebody to the cotillion. And he's super helpful by just saying, look like me. (laughs) (laughs) Step one, be attractive. (laughs) Two, don't be unattractive. Step three, profit. (laughs) (laughs) So Jane approaches, and we remember Jane is the fairy godmother's daughter. And she goes to the crew to get some cotillion decisions from Mal. And Carlos tries to talk to Jane, but Jane immediately, like, it just doesn't work out. So he, like, changes course and asks her if she's eaten the carrot cake. It just, (laughs) it was, (laughs) it was a complete miss. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But Jane just moves on and completely overwhelms Mal with decisions. Even though Mm -hmm. Mal's like, I can't do this right now. I got to go to class. She's just like, but this, but that. and. Mal loses control a little bit and her eyes go green mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like that was intentional. Nah, cause she was like stress out. Right. right. Uh, Green's evil. So green is evil. Cause it is- <laughs> it's one of the colors, green and purple. I just realized that that's also true in zombies. Yeah. Green and wow. purple. Those are the bad, those are the bad colors. Look like bruises and death. (laughs) (laughs) Or the undead in that case. Mm. So the girls continue to freak Mal out by basically saying that the cotillion is just, you know, the pre-engagement to the pre-engagement to the pre-engagement. That's a lot of of early steps, man. That's a lot of early steps. But but they're basically already talking about her wedding, which now she's super panicked. Not basically. They said, I can't wait to see what your wedding looks like. Right. (laughs) And she has no idea. Like, she's now learning that this is, like, actually a commitment. Yeah. To the kingdom and Ben. But I guess Mm -hmm. she didn't notice that before. I'm not sure. I don't know either. I don't think she thought Cotillia. I thought she thought Cotillia was just like a dance. So I thought it was. (laughs) Like a really fancy prom. Yeah. But apparently it means you're about to get married. And so you have like the- do you remember what Ben was doing in the opening fantasy? Like everybody's going wicked and stuff. Was he doing anything specific? I don't remember. I don't think I so. I think he was just one of the people going wicked. Was he it's even just, in it? Right, like I Maybe. think so, but I don't specifically yeah. remember. It's just weird that that's clearly like her fantasy under the pressure of becoming a royal person and all these restrictions. Yeah. But you think that her ideal express, if like she wants to be evil and misses that freedom and that's what that opening number's about, then it's in- interesting that her boyfriend was like a non person. <laughs> but the, but her friends were strong members of this thing. Yeah. That were like alongside her making everybody go free and evil. Yeah. I feel like the first time you see him is right when it switches over and he's standing in the background eating an apple. I forgot who he was too. I forgot who most of these kids were at first. Well, they look very different. (laughs) Like older. It's supposed to be only six months. Yep. You find that out later in the movie that it's only been six months since the end of the last movie. And yet these kids have aged years. I mean, Dove Cameron's face is like way different than it was the first time. Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah, it is, and I, I've still been trying to figure out why that is or how that is. I don't it has think... a lot to do with her hair because I feel like her face changes in the movie from when she has the blonde to the purple. It, it does, yeah. 
And so I well, think her she hair gets, There's nice. bangs as well. So she doesn't have bangs when she's blonde. It makes a big difference on your face structure. Mm. But she gets, yeah. gets bangs. Um, wait, so Ben, she's totally panicking because they're talking about her wedding and she pretty much shut, like she jaw drops and then snaps out of it when Ben walks up. Mm-hmm. And Jane pulls Ben aside to get final decisions from him on this stained glass window that he's designed as a surprise gift for the cotillion. I thought that was dope. I'm not going to lie. When I was looking at this stained glass <laughs> window thing, it like obviously made me think of uh, the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, which is what it was supposed to make you think of. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, dude, that's like low-key really a really good gift. Right. I don't know, I don't know where the stained glass is going to go. I don't know yeah. where you put it. But like it puts it in the pantheon of these other love stories that are in the uh, lexicon of the world, you know? Right. Well, she shows, Jane shows on her tablet the other stained glass windows of the other couples. So I'm assuming Mm -hmm. there is a place in which these are stored. Yeah. (laughs) So he's created a window to represent the two of them. Mm -hmm. And he tells Jane, like, you have to make sure that her eyes are green in the glass. Yeah. So then she pulls out three different colors of green and he chooses the correct green to match her eyes. So my the guy Ben's been paying attention. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the my guy Ben's been paying attention though. He's been like he's been paying attention. He knows what's yeah, up. Yeah, man, he's into it. He's been into it from the jump. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Evie, and she has her own design setup running, and Dougie Doug is helping her out <laughs> She's to run mogul. the business on the side. Sour <laughs> couple. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you how little I remember from the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> She, she has Doug Ooh. running the books. And I'm like, oh, she got a nerd to run the books. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> and then, and then uh, when she like flirts with him a little bit, I'm like, oh, she's flirting with the nerd. Okay. And then I like, looked it up. And I was like, oh, that's right. That's her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I guess they should have been smooching more in this movie to remind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How could you forget Doug? He like literally jizzes his pants in the first movie. Listen, because because we recorded that one a couple years ago. (laughs) 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 And I hadn't revisited the Descendants franchise since. Uh, Well, (laughs) you were supporting Doug in the last one. So listen, I I support I still ride hard for him right now because I when I saw it the second time, oh this right first time right now, and I'm like Oh, you go, nerd kid. And then I was like, oh, okay, so now you got to tell me that I said the same things before. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doug's looking over the books, and he lets her know that in a few years, she'll be able to buy the castle that she's always wanted, and she won't need the prince. That, she's... <laughs> that is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they're making, like, buku dollars from... Uh, these, these custom designs, man. Well, yeah. Dress, I mean, dresses aren't cheap to begin with. And those are custom ones. And yeah, she's like custom. spinning it herself. It's crazy. Custom for like royalty. Yeah. Mm. So you just add you, you just add a couple zeros to the end and then people <laughs> just pay it. Well, she informs Doug that she doesn't need a prince because she has him. That's when I was like, oh. Oh, but also accidentally insulting because it means he's not a prince. But that's okay. He knows he's not a prince. He knows he's a dopey son. I know. 
you were. It, it was a little awkward because you think, or we're used to hearing things like, because you're my prince, or yeah. you're my prince charming. But I guess in a world where there are princes and people called prince charming, well, not you just can't people called the, the, in the world where <laughs> prince charming is the one that just left the room. That was uh, Prince uh, was whatever he? charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His last name is Charming. So that kid is Prince Charming. What's his and name again? Chad? Yeah. <laughs> Chad Charming is his name. Oh, man. He's a prince. So that kid just <laughs> skedaddled. Yeah, in a world where, where he, you have an actual Prince Charming chilling right there. You gotta let Dopey know. Dopey's kid know that's who you are, Doug. Just be you. The just nerd. You. Running these books. <laughs> so in this world, she, yeah, she has to say, I don't need a prince because I have a dwarf, basically. Yeah. A dwarf's kid. God, just doesn't sound complimentary, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I love you despite of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love you anyway. I don't need somebody awesome because I have you, the thing that is not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but you well, can do math. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do math, that's true. So we jump back to Mal, and she's running around, clearly late for something, and Ben catches up with her at her locker, and he gives her some terrible lines about, like, her being special and stuff. Why is that terrible? It's just so gushy, like, especially when we're talking about... It's what Evie should have said to Doug. (laughs) (laughs) You matter. I like you. That kind of stuff. But in comparison from the, I don't need a prince, I have you. And then we jump to like, you're the greatest person on earth. It just seems like too big of a contrast. Listen, my guy Ben be putting it on late on thick though. You know what I'm saying? He sees the good and everything. That's kind of who he is. Uh, He was with, what's her name? Audrey. And boring. So, you know, free evil chick. She's like, ah, you're perfect. (laughs) He's very much his his mother's son. Yeah, I guess. Mm, mm, That's, yeah, that's fair. She got kidnapped and locked in a castle. She's (laughs) like, I'm good with it. (laughs) I love you. She chose to be, didn't she? She chose to save her dad. Yeah, she switches, or she chooses to be. But then she comes back, and that's what yeah. she really chooses. She voluntarily, though, like, swapped lives to save her dad, and then yeah. was a prisoner for, like, I don't know, at least months? Yeah. And she only gets to leave to save her dad, because the beast, like, lets her go. Yeah, Because he's yeah, trying yeah. to be a good person. <laughs> yeah, so she could, like, see through it, which is why he's very much, Ben is very much his mother's son, trying to see the good in all these people. Yeah. Mm, True. Fine. I- <laughs> <laughs> you know- Lindsay does not like that. No. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Seeing the good in people. Ugh, whatever. Ugh, gross. I'll burn. <laughs> well, he gives her a purple Vespa. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. evil. Excellent. Again, evil. <laughs> Super random. But she says she didn't do anything to deserve that, basically. And <laughs> that's when he reminds her that but you're taking me on a picnic with all my favorite foods. And she's like, yeah, but that's on Thursday. He's like, it's Thursday. <laughs> Today is Thursday. She's like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I got it. No, I feel you. Well, she's like, but he he's like, but don't you have phone class? to show her, to prove to her that it's Thursday. And then, 
She's like, oh, I have one more thing to bake. And she's clearly running off to go throw the and entire like, place don't you got, together. Don't, don't you got class though right now, though? And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but like yeah, magic, yeah. though. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's helpful to keep your magic. So this is when we get to the scene that Kevin was talking about earlier, where we're at fencing practice with mm. the boys. And mm -hmm. Jay is getting bested by one of the other people. And they're yes. doing some, like, <laughs> sword dancing, basically. <laughs> and that's when the mask is removed. And that's when we see that it's Lonnie. So the, the moment Lonnie... <laughs> gasp. The moment Lonnie's uh, <laughs> mask comes off, I, like, paused the movie. And I was like, oh, so girls can't be in the, on the team. And this girl wants to be on the team. Yep. And she's probably Mulan's kid because... You know, she's Asian-American, and uh, she's a very good sword person. Unpause. You should remember this, but you're pulling yeah. it without remembering it. Without remembering. And then I unpaused it, and then, you know, all those things that I just said happened. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly Correct. the next five minutes. <laughs> so it's douchey Chad that is leading the girls can't be on the team rally. Yeah. And rules. Because rules, right? So the rules are that the team has to be comprised of a captain and eight men. And Jay basically says, I just made, you know, captain. captain. So I got to follow these rules because I can't let coach down. Well, for Jay, it was super funny because Jay was like, yeah, no, you could definitely be on the team. And then Chad's like, nah, man, based on the rules. And then Jay's like, mm, sorry, listen, rules. Sorry. <laughs> 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 to be fair, he's super new. Why the hell would he know the rules? Correct. Though he is captain, I Correct. guess he never bothered to read the book. But that's why it was funny because he's like, "Oh no, no, she's the best, man. She should definitely be on the team." And they're like, "Nope, rules." And he's like, mm, "Sorry, I just read the rules right now. You can't be on the team. Sorry." <laughs> well, Mulan basically walks away and says, Ooh. "If her mother would have thought Lani. that way, she would have." Oh, Mulan! Wow. My bad. <laughs> Mulan's daughter walks huh. away and said, had my mother thought that way, we would have lost the war. And Chad's gives like a zero fucks waves. Yeah, yeah. Waves Chad doesn't know history. Well, it was so funny because the moment that she said that, I like wrote down in the notes, mm, Avi, Mulan's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Because I definitely had completely forgot about this character altogether. Yeah. So I was like, mm. When she said, well, my, if my mom knew that, I was like, mm, daughter of Mulan. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so after practice, Carlos is left in the room, and he tries to ask Jane out again, but she will not stop talking. I mean, that's her nature. Talks him <laughs> right into the friend zone. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's oof. pretty painful to watch. And dude, the dog is watching his failure in the background and just <laughs> crying. Yep. Ouch. And uh, Carlos goes back up to his room to Google how to get out of the friend zone. <laughs> when, and I'm not even joking about that. When <laughs> Mal runs in because she's hiding from reporters. I don't know why yep. reporters are in the dormitory, but no clue. How do they get the run of the campus? The fit godmother, <laughs> be uh, beast. Bell, someone's gonna need to shut this this campus down. Right. Yeah. And I'm Student. still mad that the boys and girls aren't separated. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a problem. 
Hey, man, you got to let romance bloom uh. and also rampant pregnancies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice any sex ed classes on that chalkboard last time they went through school. <laughs> Same. Uh, well, she's running away from the reporters. She runs into Carlos's room and she's having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And that's when her green eyes go, or her eyes go green again involuntarily. And mm. Carlos tells her to take it easy. And she snaps at him. And Well, when she snaps him, she's like, I mean, you know, I already had rented by Evie, but do you also miss being evil? I'm just trying to figure out who here wants to go back <laughs> and be evil with me. Just, just a show of hands. Who all of you uh, hate this and want to be free again? Anybody? Anybody? Anyone? 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 <laughs> No one? Oh, okay, I'll come back. I'll come back. Don't worry about it. I'll come back. Uh, <laughs> well, got first world problems right now. It's hard being a princess. <laughs> so she's asking him if he misses screaming at people and making them go away. And he reminds her that that was his mom and that he was usually the one running away. So he does not miss it at all. And now it's her <laughs> chance to go once again. Oh, right, 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 yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're right. Ordon's the best. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Make my hair blonde again. Yeah. So he asks her if she brought it. And that's when Douchey Chad sneaks into the room, not noticing that the room's already occupied. Now, sock on the door. Even now, at the, sock on the door, <laughs> even now, at the uh, at the end of the film, I still don't really understand Chad's role, other than mm. making it known that there's a 3D printer in the room. That is his only role. <laughs> but like, there's literally it's very important, and you could have easily established that Carlos had a 3D printer without having Chad sneak into the, the place feel- literally three times. Right, but the whole basis of Chad is to make sure that we know there's another reason other than the plot line to have a 3D printer. <laughs> it's just, this is a fancy school. They got 3D printers in their dorm. And I, I feel like they would have had Audrey in the story if not for insert reasons. Like, I feel like she said no or she wasn't available or something. Otherwise, she would have been here. Right, Audrey's wasn't he with out her? in the forest. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's... So I- if we I go back to that... our kiss count, they're the first kiss. <laughs> yeah. Is Chad and Audrey. But well, the thing go. is, I read that I think Audrey was filming something at the time. Yeah, see, it was just like practical. Like they oh, we can't get her? Nah, whatever, we'll write her out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But she's We're not still getting in rid the of Chad. story. She's just not there. Well, yeah. yeah. We're gonna she's mention not. her multiple times so that way you know that she still exists. <laughs> I but, literally uh, had to I was what when I was watching the second one, I was like, wait, who is that? <laughs> and I watched them more or less back to back. I had to like so look it up. You forgetting about Mulan's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chad said that he was breaking in because Carlos's 3D printer is jailbroken, so it's mm-hmm. better than the one that Chad has in his dorm room. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we all have 3D printers. <laughs> <laughs> so Chad gets kicked out. <laughs> And that's when Mal breaks out this truth gummy. Mm. And that's what Carlos was asking whether she brought it or not. Mm-hmm. And he intends to use that to tell Jane how he really feels. But mm-hmm. before... A weird bit of magic. It's, yeah. Yes. And 
why not courage or something? Exactly, right? Like, why not something else that's such a weird workaround? Like, I'm. she's not a worried he's lying to her. He, <laughs> he just can't do it. And even worse is that she made it very clear that he's going to tell the truth, like, all the time. So I don't feel like the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, that risk is super high. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to tell everybody the truth all the time, which is Oof. problematic. When you like, I think it's just a, another sign that was missed by her friends about the state that she's actually in. She's like, I couldn't take this because mm. I would destroy my entire life. Here. Yeah, she did say that. Yeah, she did say that. <laughs> is she hoping to give it to him and then hear the first thing out of his face? Like, yeah, man, I loved being evil. This place <laughs> sucks. <laughs> like, I knew you were lying. <laughs> That or was she afraid that I, I don't know why she wasn't afraid that that he would take the gummy and then Ben would walk in the room and she's like, oh, uh, she wants Whoa. to leave. She wants to leave. <laughs> <By the way. laughs> she wants out of here. This place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we can find out what Carlos really has going on in his head, dude eats the gummy mm-hmm. right out of Mal's hand. And this was and, the real uh, purpose the whole time to get the dog to talk. Correct. It is talking dog time. And uh, dude just, the first, one of the first things he says is Carlos needs to man up. And also scratch his butt. And scratch his butt, yes. So Mal leaves Carlos and the now talking dude uh, for some butt scratches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we jump to the aisle at this point and we're at Ursula's Fish and Chips and we've got Ursula's daughter, Hook's son, and Gaston's son. And they're Uma, all getting some grub. Henry and Gil. Right. I'm probably not going to remember mm. that, even though I should. <laughs> and uh, they're watching on TV Mal's interview from earlier when the reporters yeah. were all up in her face. And they call mm. her a traitor and they throw a bunch of food at the TV. Mm. <laughs> and uh, Gil fills us the audience in on the bad blood between Mal and Uma. And mm-hmm. that prompts the number. What's my name? Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Her name is Uma. Yep. She says it multiple <laughs> times. I, yeah. I don't feel like I heard it enough times. No, <laughs> the entire musical number is her name, Uma. And I still forgot her name on the rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so she's super auto-tuned in this one, and that was kind of disappointing to me because I think she has one of the best vocals of all of the characters. She could probably really sing. They just didn't know what they they were dealing with with her. Yeah, and I feel like they had to auto-tune her to make her match all the other songs, which were auto-tuned. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But it's pretty clear that to Uma, like all she got were Mal's leftovers and that wasn't good enough for her. She doesn't want the leftovers, meaning the aisle. She also wants her current turf. And there's this one really part, really weird part in the number where they put Gil on the bar and they like wrap him up in a net. And then they put Uma on top of his like legs, like sitting on his back. And then they slide his body down the bar. Oh yeah. (laughs) like he's a boat <laughs> it was super That's weird what I though took it to mean. oh it's, it, it is super weird <laughs> super weird it felt like they didn't know what to do with the choreography and they were like what if he's a, a boat of a kind and she's sailing across the bar to the top here i mean yeah. none of the 
songs made a whole lot of sense to me necessarily. So, <laughs> oh, there's one song that made a lot of sense to me, and we'll talk about it later. But um, I, I I didn't understand. I thought Hook was the Hook's kid was going to be the captain of this like ship, mm. because everything's like pirate theme. But I was very surprised that it was Ursula's kid. Well, I think mm. if you've noticed, the well, uh, villains are pretty strong on the female characters. Yeah. yeah. More, more so than usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel so you when that. it I comes to the aisle, it seems like females run more of the aisle and men are more of their apprentices and minions. <laughs> First mates and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we also need the bad guy to be a chick if part of the plot's going to necessitate stealing Mal's boyfriend. Miss, Mrs. Still Your Boy. Yeah, right. I get you. <laughs> Mrs. Still Your Boy. So we <laughs> jump to the picnic that Mal had forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And she's hand-feeding Ben. And he's marveling at how long it must have taken her to make all of these dishes. <laughs> and... uh he reaches into the basket for a napkin, and that's when he finds the spell book, <laughs> which she has conveniently bookmarked with the yeah. quick read spell, blonde hair, and the cooking spell. All the spells she needs, she has it ready to go. And he's super <laughs> pissed. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know she doesn't have blonde hair. Like, why are you surprised at that part? Like... <laughs> Why is it okay for her to dye it, but not use magic when it's like her hair is going to be blonde and it's going to be fake regardless. So why are you mad? True. Why are you mad? Because magic's evil. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, when he finds the book, she tries to do a rewind time spell, but she can't remember. So he just sits there and watches her try to fix the situation with magic, and then fail. So now oh, he's really oh, no. pissed. <laughs> That's not how I read it. That's not how I read it. Um, she was like, oh, snaps, I'm caught. Let me do this spell so I'm not caught. And he's like, were you about to, wait, were you about to do a spell on me? Wait a minute. Hold on. You're about to do a spell on me right now? Right so now? It's not that she didn't, it's not that she failed. It's that he's catching her before she executes. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh no, yeah. man. She failed. She sits there and she's like, I can't, uh, I can't remember what it is. So she and doesn't the finish the like, spell. But he didn't freak uh, out. He's like, wait a minute. What was it? Wait, huh? You brother, what? Huh? Ben is not super bright. <laughs> he's not. No. <laughs> very nice though. Very nice. Very, well, very nice. He goes off on her about that. And he's, he she. Right. She tries to tell him, like, it's been really hard. And he's like, you think being king is easy? Like, I thought we were in this together. And here you are basically cheating your way through. Now, okay, this fight, (laughs) this fight that they had, right? It was so crazy because she's definitely in the wrong here. Yeah. Right. Even though the three of us feel like you should be able to use magic. Yeah. Based on based on the properties of this world. Okay. She's wrong. She's in the wrong. For her to be like. It's been real hard for me, okay? I'm real insecure about who, what I look like and what I'm doing. And then Ben is like, oh, I'm so sorry, babe. I'm like, wait, what? How did this turn? How did, how did this turn? You were, Ben is 100% correct that she should not be using magic to make all these lies. Yet. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he's she hasn't back even- it down. She hasn't even done anything that egregious. Like she's not wiping people's minds or love potioning people. Yeah, she like, tried. 
<laughs> well, yeah, she did try to just erase his his memory, but and the love potion was wasn't that in the first movie? That was last movie, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, so. and he saw right through it, which is hilarious well, because he'll basically forget magic exists in this one, like repeatedly. He'll just be like, "What?" <laughs> I, I just, just didn't. Uh, I don't know. No, I just didn't understand why Ben was apologizing for this stuff. I think he hmm. was trying to be more understanding in that moment, and acknowledge that he hasn't taken her how big of a change this has been for her into consideration Mm. and he's basically apologizing for being too focused on what it's been like for him so even though they're supposed to be in it together they really haven't been in it together and i think he's apologizing for that Mm. but she seems to storm off too soon because it seems like you could fix the situation and it seems like he was ready to be like let's move past this but mm-hmm. she turns sure. the feast into what it really is, using magic, and it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And as she <laughs> runs away, he's like, peanut butter and jelly is my favorite. <laughs> Listen, babe, I'm trying to fix this, okay? Right? So, does that mean the fe- the food they were eating was, like, really PB&Js, but, like, they're just being deluded <laughs> into thinking it was, like, fruit or cheese or whatever the hell? David, I, I have no so. idea how the magic works, but that's, that's what so I weird. That is. Well, it looks it's like weird. it was just one peanut butter and jelly. Mm. But it's even weirder. When um, we get back to her room and she's changed back into her purple and green evil aisle clothes. <laughs> and she stabs some holes in a pencil box and she puts her lizard mother in there because, as we remember, her right. mother turned into a lizard at the end of the last one. Yep. And she takes her new Vespa out of town. And I think this is one of my least favorite scenes because it's absolutely ridiculous and super (laughs) unnecessary. But she uses a spell on the Vespa to go over the water to get back to the aisle. Mm -hmm. And Mm. the CGI is just terrible. Like, they could have just cut it out and we could have just known. Shouldn't that magically be impossible? Well, once you hit the barrier on the other side that Vespa would no longer go. And I thought mm-hmm. that would be true, but we see later that I guess magic continues to work once you get there. Cause if we, well, I'll, I'll point that out later when we get to that. But like, mm-hmm. did she do something to take down the barrier before she left Aradon? No, I, no, I think she's like, but wouldn't she have to really like, didn't well, they she, do it when they got in the, in the limo to it? Or is it one-way magic? I think she says to the Vespa or whatever, it says take, whatever the spell was, like, is take me anywhere. I mean, that's weird, because couldn't she have been able to say that back on the aisle? Well, there is no magic on the aisle. Well, but her her mom gave her that book, no? Oh, I see what you're saying. No, 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 metaphysically, it's been, like, out somehow banished or something, yeah. Right. Like the Mm Wi-Fi. I forgot, yeah. (laughs) Like Wi-Fi, yes. Because there is no Wi-Fi on the island. Isle. Uh, okay, wait. So we go back to Oradon, and Evie brings Mal's note to Ben and lets him know that she's run away. And he immediately blames himself and says that he's going after her. And Evie realizes that he's she has to go with him. And she, you can tell she's a little freaked out because she doesn't want to get stuck over there. <laughs> It's fair. And uh, she's like, well, we got to bring the boys for protection. 
But before we go, Ben needs to have a makeover. Right. It's <laughs> so, a very easy thing to say. Right. Um, Mal's still on the aisle, and she goes to Cinderella's stepmom's Because she place. also needs a makeover. Because she needs a makeover. And that's where we meet, meet Dizzy. <laughs> and uh, Dizzy gives Mal her aisle makeover. And so we go back to the purple hair, mm. but it's a lighter purple, and she has bangs, which changes the shape of her face again. Mm-hmm. And tells you she's depressed. Right. Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's when Harry shows up, and he's coming to basically jack the money Collect. from the shop. And that's when he sees <laughs> that Mal's back in town. And Ooh. that just results in Mal taunting him. They like, just have an exchange where Mal like talks his mess, and then Harry, Harry, Harry talks his mess back, and it's kind of it. So maybe this is the scene that they ended up falling in love. Oh, so they're dating in real life, by the way. Oh, but I, this I must have been that. their one interaction that they're like, <laughs> yep, kids met. This is it. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. So, You're in Harry. back in Oradon, we go back to the crew and they're now dressed in their aisle clothes and they're rushing out to the limo. Mm-hmm. Ben's new look matches Evie's exactly. So they look like they are like going as a weird couple's costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and- <laughs> Blue studded leather is really not a good look for Ben <laughs> at all. It's a it's a nice little play on on his normal clothes though. Is it? Mm. Yeah, because he has like Let's the see. blue and the yellow, like his dad. Yeah, well, that's yeah. like the royal colors. Mm-hmm. So but nice why is Evie on. wearing the same color? That's a good question. Evie does what she, she wants. She wants Ben, man. Well, <laughs> she's got Doug doing the bitch work with the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm going to take a shot at the though. king. I still need that prince, though. <laughs> Why get a prince when you get a king? You know what I'm saying? Right? Her name's Evie. She's still evil. <laughs> <laughs> so they drive the limo over to the aisle, and they park in the old garage, and they <laughs> cover the limo with painting cloth, which, <laughs> like, now it's, like, super inconspicuous. Like <laughs> Nobody look over here. <laughs> right? Just a giant limo covered with tarps. And in the first five seconds that they're on the aisle, Evie gets her wallet jacked. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that was like all the money she had. Whoops. Pretty much. Which but, is, I don't know why she kept that kind of money on her. Exactly. Why'd you bring almost anything with you? You you should have just left it with Doug, man. He's already got the safe on check. He's already doing the accounting. You might as well have him well, hold on to the money. Well, she didn't tell too. Doug she was leaving. You just let him hold on to the money. He should be holding on to the money all the time. Well, when Evie realizes that it's little kids that are stealing her wa- wallet, she feels bad and uh, lets, lets them, them have it. it. Mm-hmm. And Ben walks off while this is all going on, and they kind of lose him in the crowd. And he's, like, going through <laughs> trying to shake hands with these random randoms. What the? What the? <laughs> and that's when the crew is like, you hey, have bro, to bro, fit bro. in better. Listen, you need to be a better villain, bro. Right? We don't do it. <laughs> We don't, we it's don't, musical we don't. number time. Uh-huh. You Chilling you don't like a villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chilling like a villain. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. This is the reason I watched it more than once. I've watched this scene <laughs> several times. This scene actually, like, I got up off the couch to do that walking move that they do. <laughs> it's now my favorite dance move. Fair enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought it was a good song too. I thought this one was a good one. I, I like how um, Ben yeah, ends up stealing their stuff at the end too, because he's like fitting in. I thought that was good. Right. Mm. So it starts out, and Ben's like falling all over himself, and he can't really keep with what they're doing, and they're giving him tips on how to be a villain and how to fit in. And mid musical number, he throws out by talking like it's hard to be something you're not, which I'm hmm. pretty sure is the moral of the entire movie. Yeah. And and the part that he wasn't understanding about Mal, right? Mm-hmm. And by the end of the musical number, Ben has pickpocketed from each of the crew members and is dancing right alongside with them. And he had his uh, Hakuna Matata moment. Correct. <laughs> that moment. He definitely did. That's a like, good analogy. He had a mohawk and now he's got full hair. Got <laughs> yeah, exactly. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. in, that, in that song in that three minute song he had the whole thing grew up yep my boy but, <laughs> so proud of Ben <laughs> as the musical number ends he ends up running in to Gil physically yeah. and Gil's like <laughs> and man I, I know you I know you he recognizes him yeah but like, but uh, thinks he knows him know from you? the aisle like he doesn't know why he's not it's not coming to mind and he's like well you know who i am <laughs> he's the new king of the realm how do you not he's not on TV. not even that not even that we have they have history yeah they have family history because gaston and bell and beast and he's like i feel like i know you oh 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 that's right that's right yo you, we could have been brothers i forgot i forgot <laughs> To be fair, I don't know the son of the dude that dated my mom when <laughs> before my dad. Well, but is that guy president of the United States? <laughs> <laughs> if he was, I wouldn't know. Would you know the son of the dude <laughs> that tried to kill would you know the son of the dude that tried to kill your dad though? <laughs> Maybe. What about the son of the dude that led an angry mob up to your dad's house? The true Maybe. beast of the story. <laughs> Maybe. Would you recognize him when you saw him, though, is the question. You might know his name. but True, 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 true. <laughs> uh, well, he eventually does figure it out by looking at a poster of the Cotillion, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't know why those are even there. Yeah, listen. Yeah, what, nobody on the aisle can go. They just want to rub it in their faces. It's pretty <laughs> trash. But I guess it's the same thing as, like, us watching the royal wedding and stuff in America. But I don't have any, and like, I didn't see, uh, please, you are invited to Meghan Markle's and Prince Harry's <laughs> wedding. Like, I didn't see any, like, posters up around the city. No, but they don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's all done on the internet so except for these posters that's why the posters only exist on the aisle because they don't have wi-fi <laughs> um so gil realizes who it is and is like uma is going to love this and runs off to go tell her and the crew takes Ben back to Mal's place, and Mal is inside spray painting the walls, and he makes <laughs> gotta a comment. Get, gotta get that evil in. <laughs> right? <laughs> gotta, gotta get right back to it. In her own place. Yeah, in her own house, yeah, that's true. I mean, she has a pretty nice place. It, it has mean, a New York vibe to it. Spacious. Yeah, like a loft area. 
Yeah. Um, but he's happy to see that there's not a painting of him with horns and a pitchfork. Yeah, because you thought, because you thought, like, because Ben has this complex that she hates him, even though he did nothing wrong. <laughs> well, he wasn't really understanding. He's going through his own pressures, man. We just like ignore that. My guy is now the king. But That's his adjustment is a lot smaller than her adjustment. Oh, I disagree. He grew up with the press. He grew up in Oridon. He grew up being royal. All she's got to do is look sure. pretty and stand there. Like there's literally <laughs> there's literally a scene where she spills curry on herself while eating dinner with Aladdin and Jasmine. And it was just a nice little cute press piece. That was literally it. Just be yourself. Be chill. <laughs> Nobody, like, literally no one cares if you're just, you, you've decided to fit in, if quote unquote. But no one, he been never asked you to do that. Right. And I think <laughs> they have a communication problem. And I don't know if that's because of their scheduling or they literally just can't talk to each other. They just don't have time in their fucking schedule. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. it's possible. That's what happened yeah, in the beginning, right? It is possible. Because yeah. he was like, I can see that you're stressed. Like, maybe we should go go away. Let's go away right now. And he's like, oh, wait, I can't. <laughs> he's busy, man. He's a busy dude. He's going to be, he's a king, man. Um. So she's spray painting. They're trying to talk about it, right? And she tells mm-hmm. him that she can't fit in. She can't change. And this is her home now. Not, and- not her home now. This is her home. Right, right. This is her home. Because, like, he takes full responsibility for this fight, even though he shouldn't have. And then he tells her that let's go (laughs) home. And she's like, I basically am home, bro. Get out of here. Right. But then his next line after that is, but I brought the limo. Oh, no, no. He he said, I'll stay. He (laughs) said, I'll do whatever. And and I brought the limo. I brought the limo. Like, I'll be bad. That's cool. Uh, (laughs) So, um, He's yeah. He suggests that he's going to be the one to change, and then said, she. I'll be bad then. Whatever, whatever. So right. I'll just do it. <laughs> I'll be she... evil. Look at my spikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll dye my hair purple. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm you halfway need. there. No, it's green. I just need to dye it green. You're right, because yours is purple. We gotta like can't clash. You know. Yep. <laughs> gotta be complimentary colors. <laughs> uh, but she vetoes that because she doesn't want to be responsible for being a bad influence, basically. And he begs her not to quit quit them. Mm-hmm. She's and, like, get out of here. It's over. Right. And But he's like, the people love you. I love you. And it doesn't matter. She kicks him out anyway. Oof. He goes downstairs. He talks to the crew. Oh, she gives him the ring back. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she broke up with him. She broke up yeah. with him. It was over. Uh, he goes and, downstairs. Evie's like, I'll talk to you. I'll talk right. to her. And she's like, everybody, get the hell out of here. Right. And that was just a distraction so that Ben could walk off and get kidnapped, which is exactly what he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, they Harry approaches the crew and lets them know that they kidnapped Ben and that if they want him back, Mal has to go face Uma alone to make a deal. And we skip forward, basically. And Uma challenges Mal to an arm wrestling competition to yeah. win Ben back. <laughs> well, when they first get there, they like just so they just stupid. talk a lot of mess to each other. Like they yeah. like they have hated each other for forever. Do we but know that, why? 
Yeah. So what happened was in that first song, um, in the villains, mm-hmm. Uma wanted to be a part of Mal's crew. Right. And oh. she basically turned her down. So Uma made a rival gang, the and then has decided that these other outcasts are going to fight them. And then when they selected four kids to go to um the island, uh what's it called? Ardon. Yeah. It was basically yeah, it was basically Mal's crew and not Uma's crew, so that just added fuel to the fire. Right. Yeah. And she also right. gave her the nickname Shrimpy, which stuck yeah. with her, and she hated right. that. <laughs> so, a lot of beef. Mal doesn't really have any reason to dislike Uma. Oh, because Mal's a bully. That's really what it is. Right. Well, she was, <laughs> she was basically the queen of the island, I guess, for that age group. Because she was a bully. Yeah, she was a right. bully. Um, but as they're doing the arm wrestling, yes, Uma, like mid arm wrestles, like if I win, you have to bring me fairy godmother's wand, which is what was crazy, right? Because she's like, let's arm wrestle for this thing, for this kid to be free. And then she's like, do you want to know what I want? I want to win. And she's like, don't care. Let's go. And so they start <laughs> yeah. arm wrestling. It's ridiculous. And then like, she's like tapping into her special powers to like win. Yeah, and then, those green. She, yeah, and then as she's about to win, Uma's like, uh, I need the wand from Fairy Godmother. And she's like, what? And then loses. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Yep. yep. And Mal tells, uh, or sorry, Uma tells Mal she's got to bring the wand by noon tomorrow. Yeah, good. So, quick, quick. Yeah, super quick turnaround. I don't know what time it is, but we start to get into some weird time issues around this <laughs> point. <laughs> so the boys go back to Oridon to make a wand out of the 3D and printer. And Charming is in the sc- right. in the room already. Why? Hey, somebody's got to tell us that the 3D printer exists again. <laughs> <laughs> How would we remember? 3D printer, guys. And ah. it's not just there for the plot. It's there because Chad needs to use it. (laughs) So it's slightly not as good. Right. And then the girls go to the salon to get some distractions put together for their escape plan after they Mm. hand over the fake wand. Mm -hmm. Um, Dizzy is making some accessories when Evie comes in. And this is when Dizzy reminds Evie that the aisle is still a part of who she is, even though she's left it. And that kind of sinks in a little bit to Evie and reminds her where she came from. Yeah, yeah. And what she's doing this for. Right. So they put together some of these colored smoke bombs. And Dizzy ends up giving Evie this big bag of accessories before she leaves. And tells her, like, she'd be really proud if Evie would wear her accessories while in Oridon. And she then when, when Dizzy's like, it's like a little piece of me is there. Right. That's when I heard Evie say in her head, I'm coming back for you, kid. Right. Was- <laughs> you could hear Evie's heart breaking. So she's yeah. she's super <laughs> upset that Dizzy um Dizzy is stuck on the aisle. And mm. Mal lets her know like she's gonna be okay. And she's like, Yeah, but she's so much more capable than she can okay. Be, she can be so much better than okay. Right. Like, that's when I was like, Evie just said, I'm coming back for you. My baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So back in Oradon, the boys go to the room. Chad's in there making a little figurine of himself. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they don't even wait till Chad's out of the room to start, start making the wand. Yeah. So he immediately <laughs> is like, why are you Looking making the wand? Shoulder. Uh-huh. Wasn't and... that the plot device from the last movie? Why do it again? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one's a fake. Due to this 3D printer, you have made sure we've known for as a plot device. Yes. <laughs> but back to the boys and girls not being sep- separated in the dormitories, Lonnie mm. is walking by in the hallway, and that's when she overhears <laughs> the whole conversation about them making the wand. Sidebar: <laughs> Is Lonnie a word a a bad or better name than the others? Because, like you said, it's lazy that they use the first letter of everybody's name, but they usually <laughs> use the second half of Mulan's name for her name. I kind of like hers. I don't think I don't know that I have reason to, but I do like it better than than the first the initial thing. But I also I get that, the first initial is kind of like about trying to help you keep track of who they're of who related they are. to, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Maybe but like, that's for why me, Kevin forgot. Well, for me, because no, <laughs> she's the only one who doesn't have yeah. that name. Yeah, if her name was like <laughs> Madeline or something, I'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> Mulan, Madeline. But when, uh, when I'm right now, because in my notes I wrote Mulan's girl because I didn't have her name down. Right. And then I saw Lon, and you said Lonnie, and I was like, I think that might be lazy. <laughs> I well, think that might be laser. I don't know. It's a weird copy. Yeah. Weird thing to name your kid. Yeah. It, it might be a nickname. Maybe she's mm. her name is Mulan and they just call her Lonnie. Oof, she's Mulan Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, man, that's weird. No. <laughs> Lonnie it is. <laughs> Well, anyway, Mulan Jr. is hanging out at the door. Right, listening <laughs> in. She's eavesdropping. And uh, the boys try to come up with a cover about why they're making the wand. And dude, who's sitting on the bed, just blurts out, Ben's been kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. And the dog hit that truth bomb and just been telling the truth. Right? And come he's on, like, dog. oh, he's like, I thought you forgot. So that's why I was sharing <laughs> it. And <laughs> so Lonnie obviously overhears all of this. And uh, they kick out Chad. But <laughs> Chad mentions that he's next in line to become the king. So mm. he'd be cool if Ben got knocked off. Hint, hint, <laughs> right. wink, wink. I'm all right with it. Jeez. So he's pretty thrilled that that could be happening. I did, I did love Jay was like, bro, not the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That was> <laughs> <laughs> um, so back on the aisle, Evie and Mal are having a heart to heart. Okay. So this about is, you know, Mal staying on the aisle. You know I love this. And every time one that we talk about, I love the montages of, of previous <laughs> yes. of previous uh time. Normally normally we're so lucky to get montages of the first hour of a movie. <laughs> yep. In descendants one, especially. <laughs> this, this time we're we're able to get a montage of the first movie. And I just <laughs> I just loved it. I just love a montage in these films. Yeah, but There's that's when it's super obvious how much they've changed. Because yeah. <laughs> without the first movie like fresh in your mind, you're not remembering what they look like. And then when they show what they look like back then, you're like, wow, these could be totally different people. And they're like, no, it's Ooh. not. It was six months later. Lindsay, right. come on. It was six <laughs> months later. 
Not years on years. Not years, just six months, okay? Yes, we look different, but it was only six months. <laughs> Give yourself time. Give yourself time. Six months, six months is a long time. <laughs> you can live evil in your heart. <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> well, Mal tells sure Evie, right? Mal tells Evie that she's an Oradon girl, and Mal says she'll always be the girl from the aisle. And I find that very odd because Dizzy just told us that you can't take the aisle out of the girl. So they're really yeah, both yeah. in the same position. <laughs> and <laughs> it starts our musical number, which is Space Between. This mm-hmm. one felt super weird for me. It sings like a duet where people are separated, kind of like a Fifel Goes West thing or American. What is not Fifel Goes West? What was the first one? American Tale? American Tale, yeah. Right, where they like singing out the window at each other. Yeah. But they were standing next to each other. But they were standing right next to each other. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And the vocals are really, really intense, but the motions are really subtle. Like, their faces don't match. look like they're singing intensely, but the song is. It didn't match. It didn't no. match. Kenny Ortega did this one too, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is another Kenny Ortega. Oh! Drop the ball. Did you, not, did you not? This is. Did you feel like this was a fumble by Kenny Ortega? <laughs> I actually, I was a little, I was a little disappointed when it came. I didn't what? notice his name till the end credits, and I was like, oh. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, we we have sang Kenny Ortega's praises throughout this podcast series, mm-hmm. and I, this was a rare a rare misstep by him. Yeah, I didn't see the choreographer, and I'm assuming he probably did it too, but I didn't catch whether he also did the choreography. I just saw that he directed. Mm-hmm. So maybe he tried to, uh, I don't know, let someone else take over a little bit, and it just didn't go well. <laughs> Hurt yeah. the movie in the process. Yeah. Possibly. But um, the number has a lot to do with their friendship and basically saying that even if you're on the aisle and I'm an Oradon, like you'll always find me in the space between. So it's, mm-hmm. it, I feel like the song has a lot of, lot of meaning and a lot of double meanings. I, right? I just love that they're having this like go, going away song when, under no circumstances is Mal really staying on this island. Right. <laughs> we all know she's not going to stay here. Yeah. That'd I'd be a mom- real interesting number two, actually, if she does stick around. End of movie. And she's like, nah, man. I'm just <laughs> evil for life. Well, her mom's not even on the island anymore. Right. She's like, all alone. All well, she's her- in her pocket. Right? She's in the pencil case? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's- she brought her with. As a lizard, <laughs> she could reinvigify her or something. <laughs> I guess. I just was like, man, this is so odd. But anyway. So back in Oradon, we are finishing up the wand. Wand's done. And that wakes up the boys and yep. they rush out to back to go back to the aisle, and that's when they rug and run into that's Dougie Doug. Junior. They run to Doug and Junior. Right. Move <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Doug asks if they've seen Evie and they tell her, tell him that she's gone camping. Yeah. And Doug immediately knows that they're lying, but walks away. But he's like, I'm, I don't have time for this right now. I got to go count. <laughs> Since she's not here, I need to go balance the books. I don't have time for this. Right. So <laughs> it's 
dark when this is all happening. So they're running out of Ordon prep and it's dark outside. Junior comes with them. Right. So they turn around and find that Lonnie's standing there blocking their path and she demands to go with them. Right. And Jay tries to cover by saying they don't need swords because they're going to the Waffle Hut. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a real bad lie. <laughs> right. That's why Junior, Lonnie, Junior was like, y'all lying, I'm coming too. Right. And so, <laughs> well, she threatens them. So if you don't take me with you, I'm going to tell Fairy Godmother what's going on. So they take her with. And that's like, this is where we're having a major time issue because it's dark outside when they leave. And yet the next thing we know, they're just arriving back in the garage and it's now 1130. I'm assuming the next day. You were, you were, you were looking too closely at these clocks. (laughs) Wait, did somebody say it's 1130? Yes, they did. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) When they arrive in the garage, they say, like, they basically say we're out of, we're running out of time. So it's before the boys arrive, they're waiting for them in the garage and they're like, we're running out of time. It's 1130. Where are they? But the sun's up. Yeah. Well, it is once they arrive. Yeah. But it is definitely not a six hour limo ride from. It definitely is not. So we know that the Vespa didn't take that long. Why would it take six <laughs> yeah. hours in a car? Or 12 hours in a car, yeah. So we've time traveled somehow, but Uma has been King Ben tied up on her ship. And yeah, tied Del- to like a mask. Right. Ben tells Uma that Mal broke up with him, yeah. which is probably how we get our idea moving forward. But Ben mm. tries to negotiate his release by offering her a place at Oradon prep. And right. Uma tells him that she was pissed off to not get the original invite. And, and then ben, it was, being a good dude, he is he's like, Oh man, I didn't even realize that people would be mad about that. Right. <laughs> but he, he says, he was like, it was always my intention to start with four and bring more over because, but I just yeah. got busy. It's only been six months. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like we're putting way too much pressure on this guy to change the entire immigration policy. Which is why I'm trying to tell you that you over here not cutting Ben some slack and trying to tell me that he he didn't listen to Mal. Ben is having, having a worse time. Yeah, Ben's having a rough go, man. And he's like 16, 17, trying to be king, trying to do immigration policies. Come on. Hey, all I'm saying is he shouldn't have gone off on her about making magic work. Well, magic is, you can't have magic in, this, in their, like, land. That's kind of, like, how it works. Cheating. Yeah. That's such bullshit. Yeah, though it is. <laughs> though it is. That's their rules. Ugh. And in Ardon, they follow the rules. That's what Chad said. God. Well, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very weird rules. <laughs> Uma rejects his offer and says that she doesn't need his help, which mm. that's the she, stupidest like, thing I've ever does. heard. Because even if she like were to get there, right? Um, her and her pirate kids, they yeah. could just send them back. Well, yeah, just boot them. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think we have police <laughs> in Aradorn? Just send your boat packing. Uh, well, so we arrive. Once we get back into the garage on the aisle, we start taking all the stuff out of the trunk, and that's when we realize that dude has stowed away. Because they had yeah. told him before stay. to stay put because it's too dangerous and he was like nah right. <laughs> that was kind of it <laughs> and he's still talking so somehow yeah. magic is working on the aisle 
even though they passed mm-hmm. the barrier. So here's the thing: there's there's there was rules in in movie one. <laughs> okay, that was it. There was rules in movie one. Uh, Go on. Okay, got it. <laughs> I was really excited for where you were going with that, and then uh... <laughs> I think I went there. I think I went where I was going. I think that I, I went where I was going. There was maybe it's because it was edible magic. Maybe it's like still yeah. metabolizing in dude's body. Sure, like, sure. It's a physical thing now. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So in the garage, there happens to be this storm drain that leads right to Uma's ship. How convenient. Right. Of course. So where else would the storm drain lead? Correct. The two gangs line up, and this is where we start a rap slash talk off. Okay, so this is the only this is this is the song that made the most sense to me because they have Mm. this Hamilton style Mm. uh, song where they explain what is going on in the plot, (laughs) right? Before before like a sword fight, so they just like explain literally everything on and the motivations and the reason they're here and they give me the wand, and he's going to walk the plank, and all these, they explain everything in that song. Mm-hmm. And the song down. is It's Going Down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it took me a couple of times listening through before I realized that they edit, or they censor the word decapitate. I did not notice that the first time. Really? Yeah. Huh. One thing uh, I also noticed was that uh, there was people that were like on the shore, not really given an F. About what was going on <laughs> with these kids about to kill this other kid. <laughs> That's just how it be on the aisle, man. <laughs> Sometimes Mind pirates kill people. Minding our own business over here. <laughs> Y'all take care of that. Don't be looking this way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Uma tells Mal that she needs to use the wand so that they know it's not a trick. And hmm. tells her to do something small. So that's when Mal uses some rhyming words about bark into a word, and she points it at dude, and dude just stares at her confused. She's like, dog, now's the time to talk. Just say something. Wait, this is also a part two of if magic is like metaphysically disallowed on the island, this shouldn't work. So David, I don't don't know if you heard, but um, in the first movie, there was (laughs) rules. Uh Uh-huh. And in the second one? In the no first rules. movie, there was rules. So, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so dude's sitting there, and he asks the crowd if his vest makes him look fat. Yep. Which causes everyone to erupt in laughter. And they're like, "Oh, this dog can talk. Okay, that that wand works. Let's right. go." Right. So she's satisfied, and uh, they try to do a trade off, and they're they get lined up so that it's like they're each touching Ben and the wand and they do their trade off. And then their escape is slowed down because Ben thinks the wand is real and he's like, not going to leave it in the hands of Uma because that would destroy his entire kingdom. And they were like, bro, (laughs) bro, have you not been paying attention? We're not idiots. Right. Well, Uma (laughs) immediately tries to do a spell to break the barrier, and it doesn't work, so she breaks it in half. I do not know why you would do that. Straight snapped it. I would have thought thought that. Yeah, I would have thought that maybe I just didn't know the right words. Correct. Exactly. (laughs) Not being a magic user, maybe you need a little practice. Leviosa. (laughs) But she hits, hits the spell. 
doesn't work, snaps it in half, and is like, ah, you tried to trick me. <laughs> right. And this is when a sword fight breaks out, and that's okay. when we start using our colored smoke bombs. This sword mm. fight goes incredibly too long. It's way too long. It's like yeah, four it minutes and like 27 seconds, because I like fell asleep for like a, a minute during it. <laughs> And then I like woke up and I was like, they're still it's still happening. Right. Well, the crew retreats to the limo and Lonnie, Lonnie's supposed to be pretty impressive, but it didn't seem that impressive to me. She was all right. She was all right. Right. The only thing. Yeah, she should have been the best. Yeah. Right. But it didn't really come across. I feel like the only thing they just forced us into thinking that because dude was like, wow, she's really good. <laughs> like, well, I mean, that's kind of how that works. If you say someone's really good, and then you're like, "Look at them," we're like, "Maybe they are really good." <laughs> and then Kenny Ortega can take another nap. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> can let the intern do it. <laughs> I looked it up real quick. He did uh, supposedly choreograph this one too. Oh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so they go back to the storm drain, and then right. As the- Things pulling off. Mal's spell book is like laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why did you bring that with you? <laughs> and why is it on the floor? Like, it's not something that would have been going into the trunk. Yeah, how did that get there? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're in the limo and we're headed back to Oridon. And this is the first time that like Ben and Mal are actually having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And he compares Uma to Mal when she first arrived calling her an angry girl with a bad plan. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's super rough in front of, like, all these people. And dude I mean, even calls it out. He's like, awkward. I don't, I, don't, I don't, how rough is it really, though? Because they were all there with her the whole time. None of them are new. They knew yeah. that she had a bad plan from the jump when they were there the first time. Yeah, but it was all their bad plan. Right, so I mean, like, he's calling her out, but it's not like this is new news to anybody. True, I don't know. Right. Yes. They were all involved. He's still because being a dick, I don't know. He wasn't, <laughs> no, you just decided you don't like Ben, man, when Ben has been in the right this whole time. Even when he's out there, <laughs> on, when he's tied up, he's trying to see the good in Uma and trying to say, listen, yeah. man, this doesn't have to be this way. We could all just go back together. And Uma and Mal are like, Nah. Come to my fancy high school. We have 3D printers. <laughs> yeah, in, in your every room. every dorm room. In your room. <laughs> Ugh, fine. And share your dorm with Hook's kid. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Whichever one you're hooking up with, I, I don't care. <laughs> Our Gil, yeah, I don't care. Both of them, whatever. <laughs> That's how I hear you guys do it out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get back to campus. And that's when Jane questions Ben about the stained glass window again. Jane mm-hmm. doesn't seem to mention that they're all wearing aisle clothes. Like, she just she passes over that. She also doesn't mention that. You guys have been gone for six days. to three days. I don't know. Where. Yeah. <laughs> six hours and three days. I don't Some know. sort of black hole time dilation. Yeah. Where y'all been? She didn't even bring that up. So, Ben asks Mal if she wants to cancel the cotillion, and she doesn't respond to him. So he basically says, like, do whatever you need to do. And Evie grabs Mal to go for girl talk. And Carlos is like, no, like, we're family. And I want in on this conversation because you guys keep walking away and we should have a say, too. 
and he forces them to sit down right in the like right in the grass where they are. And I like and how he was like, like he was like right Jay and Jay's like I really don't care. I got like a <laughs> really yeah actively doesn't give it. Really don't care. So sure yeah 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 we'll be here. Right. So they're sitting down and he's like oh I don't know how to start girl talk. So Jay's like what's up. <laughs> and Mal immediately starts crying. So clearly, Jay does know how to start girl talk. Yeah. Ah, this is easily my favorite moment of this entire movie. Really? Part one, when she cries because she instantly breaks and said, I'm having a really bad time, guys. <laughs> and then, second, when Carla, where she's like, Oh, I just can't keep up the act. And Carlos is like, Then don't. And then Jay says, See, this was dumb. <laughs> he goes to get up. <laughs> Her crying and Jay's line, a thousand percent the best part of this movie. <laughs> yeah, um, that's and that's, so that's when Evie shares her little nugget of wisdom that she picked up from Dizzy is that they'll always be a part of the island and they'll always be different. And then that's okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Carlos tells Mal, if Ben doesn't love the real you, then he isn't the one, but you have to give him a chance. Mm-hmm. And Evie's like, I have to make some changes to your dress. To make it more but, like you, girl. Right. But if you want to go to the cotillion, it'll be there waiting for you. And if then, you don't, you don't. And then Carlos is like, you should go to the cotillion. And uh, <laughs> I love how dude, the dog, was like, that was a good talk, bro. You did a great job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but Jay He's says, real friend. <laughs> if, he, if she doesn't want to stay after the cotillion, that she, he will personally drive her back to the aisle. Mm-hmm. They got her so, back, man. They got her back. Right. So Jay goes to practice for the fencing, and he pulls all the guys together and says, on the aisle, if you're a person who's strong, we want you on our side, whether you're a boy or a girl. And Chad's like, the rules, the rules. And then he's like, I know, I got you on the rules. It says the captain in eight. She's now the captain. Yep. Meet your new boss, guys. Oh, she's never been on the team, but let's make her captain. But she is good, so I guess it's fine. One captain, eight men. But then, um, but then Jay's like, I'm really still the captain, but don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so they do a couple push-ups, and then she sends them to get ready for the cotillion. Uh, Doug straight good up practice, right? Doug straight up accuses Evie of cheating on him, and I mean, or going camping without yeah. him. One well, of the how, two. How, he would have to, because like, because her friends were super sketch. Right, and that's when <laughs> she immediately assumes she's out and about with somebody else. Yeah, right? it's Chad. Because what other uh, sense does this make if you don't know that Ben's missing? Right. Well, yeah. that's when she said Ben was kidnapped, and he quickly gets over it. And <laughs> like, she doesn't really even confirm where they stand. Like, she just says, "Like, don't be dopey." Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's very, it, like, once she said that Ben was kidnapped, you're like, oh, you're doing adventures. Now I feel like, okay, never mind. We're together. Yeah. It's not a problem. Fine. She still doesn't confess her love or anything. She's definitely, though, out of his league, and he knows it, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> um, oh, man. So then Jay, not Jay, Carlos is talking to Dude, and Dude's mm-hmm. like, you were right about what you said to Mal. Like, if, if, he isn't the one, then he won't love you for who you are. So maybe you should just be who you are with Jane. And he gets up the courage to ask her out. And he's 
has to like pull the phone away from her to get her attention. But then they but quickly get into a relationship, like immediately. Yeah, immediately. From this one conversation, <laughs> it was a very interesting thing. Um, she was waiting for it. Yeah, she was. But obliviously. <laughs> but she didn't know it, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if this actually were to happen in real life, this would have been like their first kiss because they're in the garden and things like that. But mm. they just kind of do a weird, creepy hug instead. A long hug. We're good to go. Yeah. It does look like he hasn't been touched by a human in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have another useless scene with Chad and the printer. Yep, yep. Third one. Um, we got to wrap up that plot line. Right? Come on. <laughs> um, Chad's got to have his time. So our cotillion is on a boat. Yep. And on the blue carpet, Evie tells the media that the hair accessories this evening were all designed by Dizzy of the Isle. And then Dizzy did what like, any new designer does when they see their gown on TV for the first time. She freaks out. She's very happy. Right. So Mal gets introduced. And unfortunately, Evie didn't have enough time to redo the color on that dress because it is awful. I loved I loved that <laughs> essentially the media is like, who are you wearing? And she's like, well, I'm wearing an Evie original, but the hairpiece. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, blue and yellow goes terrible with purple hair, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she did modernize it a little bit. She gives it a high skirt in the front and then low in the back and then adds like a villain-esque cape to it. Yeah, it was nice. Mm. I like. And uh, Baron, Ben's parents give a little bit of a pep talk before Ben arrives. Because Ben, just, listen, after she got rid of her mom, Ben's parents are like, listen, this girl's great. Right. Mm. But it's super awkward because the entire scene is pretty silent and it's just like the whole crowd watching her have these whisper conversations with Ben's parents <laughs> and then Evie and the, the whole audience is just staring while nothing's going on. There's no extra sound. Right. Yeah. And Ben gets announced and he is wearing the leather aisle pants. <laughs> I didn't realize that. He did a little bit of a change himself. I, the only mm. reason I noticed is because it's terrible and it doesn't go with his royal jacket. Um, but he goes down and he tells Mal he wishes that he would have had time to explain. And I was very confused by that line. And then, boom, here comes well, Uma. You're supposed to. Right? Yep. Uma's all dolled up and she's coming down the stairs. And Ben goes up and escorts her down the rest of the way. So when Uma came out, that was when, the second time I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> did, I, did I start this in the middle of this movie? Is this happening? Yeah, what's going on here? Well, so I thought maybe he had just invited her to be there. Invited her to be an Oridon prep, right? Like, here's the yeah, new yeah. student. Well, then he goes and kisses the ring, which is now on her hand in front yeah. of everyone, and the whole crowd gasps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including me on my couch. Well, and then my favorite part though is that Beast and Bell were like, uh, "Man, we'll fix this. Don't even, don't right? even, don't even worry about." It. I mean, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> But we'll talk to him. Like I don't know. The, like, this scene goes on way too far with nobody saying it's got to be magic, right? Like okay. this is not. So, so these are my notes. These are my notes. Ben seems to have invited Uma as his date. Ben breaks up with Mal to be with Uma, and no one seems to understand what's going on. Obviously, this is the magic spell book, right? <laughs> it's like exactly what happened in the first movie in the stands at the game. Yeah. 
Like he's been love spelled. That therefore, <laughs> mm, you know, kick rocks, previous girlfriend. I'm gonna go with this girl. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Well, it's also exactly what Ursula did. Yeah. Yes. Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ben says that something happened between them on the aisle, and love spell. Right, Uma hugs and thanks Mao love for spell. introducing her to the love of her life, basically. Love spell. And Ben's like, right. see, you knew that we weren't meant to be. That's why you never told me that you loved me. Love which, spell. like, ooh, <laughs> earn. And that was pretty solid, though. That's, <laughs> that's rough. But it was like, mm, yeah, it's true. And he said, I love you already, so, like, eat it. <laughs> well, Uma and Ben are dancing to an instrumental version of Kiss the Girl from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> And Mal is just standing dead center on the dance floor in shock. Like everyone is super confused. People start to like huddle around her being like, we're on your side. We're on your side. Like I said, they were like, listen, I don't know what's going on, but this don't seem. Yeah. So, (laughs) so the crew is like, we got to get out of here. And Ben's parents try and stop them. Like, I'm so sorry. We'll talk to him. We'll make it right. And Jane runs out of nowhere and tells Lumiere to unveil the gift immediately. She's like, the people need to see this. Yeah, she's like, listen, if something's weird, let's just, let's just show them. Let's right? just show them. Everybody forgot magic's a thing. <laughs> so Ben stops dancing to stare at the window. And that's when Mal realizes, because of the window display, that Ben has always seen her who she really is. Because she's purple her. and she's got the green eyes. Right. And I was like, this dude's, this dude's had it. He's been on top of it this whole time. Yep. Well, Uma loses her cool immediately and demands the well, glass gets covered. Well, because the and- glass seems to be breaking the spell, which is a pretty... See, I, this is the thing I don't know people understand. Uma's not that great at magic. <laughs> well, she hasn't had any practice. Which is fine, but I'm saying like she's not that great. So like, the love spell's already breaking. From just well, looking at a stained glass window. I don't know if it's hmm. a spell so much because it's it's the necklace from the little mermaid that she's wearing right. around her neck. So it's hmm. the necklace that's doing the magic. So he's not looking at it. So wait, it's Here not the spell book? It's a combination. It's, the, it's, it's the probably a combination, yeah. If you use the spell to do some sort of potion that's linked to the yeah, necklace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the Little Just Mermaid. Like Ariel and Ursula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it probably was. And then the thing that's... <laughs> so I have here in my notes is that uh, he looks away at the stained glass window. Obviously, he's is still in love with Mal. Give us true love's kiss so we can just end this thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're getting there, but Uma's freaking out the whole time and like telling the fairy godmother to open the barrier because that's going to be Ben's gift to her. And she's realizing she's losing her power. So she's trying to make it happen faster. Yeah. And um, Uma and Mal have this like, look at me challenge with Ben. And that's when Mal confesses that she never said I love you because she didn't think she was good enough and that he would eventually realize that. And the window proved to her that he loves her for who she really is. Even the aisle, even the part of her that's the aisle. 
and the part of her that's Oradon. And she's like, I love you. I've always loved you. And they kiss. Dove Dove Cameron obviously didn't put that clause in the contract (laughs) number two. Because... She's kissing in this one. Yeah. And Is there a reason to think that Dove Cameron would be putting that in her contract? No. <laughs> it's just well, as a minor. Yeah. About smooching. Of course, as Lindsay, a minor. Lindsay, she was a minor in the first yes. movie. She's twenty-seven in but the second. But she looks one. correct. So, what? No. How old is she? Six months have passed, David. She Six looks... months have passed. Six months have passed. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Can't be more than that. Otherwise, time's weird. Yeah. Can't be showing up at, you know, 11.30. It makes no sense. <laughs> well, once the spell's broken, Uma tries to grab for the wand, but the guards go after her. And Mal, she, like, goes to run, and Mal tries to stop her. Uh, but Uma jumps overboard. And she turns into this big human octopus thing. So she becomes her mother. Yeah. Right. And she splashes people on the boat, which pisses Mal off. And she goes And then she becomes her mother. Then Mal becomes her mother. She transforms into a dragon and starts to fight Uma. The CGI is absolutely awful again. (laughs) Uh, The fighting is causing the boat to, like, toss people back and forth, which pisses Ben off. And he does this really awful beast roar so when before he, does he roar, jumps overboard. I thought he was becoming his dad. I thought I he was thought about he to yes. the Correct. I don't know why they didn't do that. Then he jumps in the water and just basically says, stop fighting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what a beast move, man. What a beast move. And Ben asks Uma to make a difference with him. Like, you want what's right for the aisle, so help me do what's right for it. And she's... He reaches his hand out, and it looks like she's going to take it, but then she drops his ring in the hand instead and swims back towards the aisle. Mm-hmm. Somehow Ben turns out the hero in all of this. I don't know. Ben how. is a good dude, man. You've been trying to <laughs> run this smear campaign this whole movie against Ben. This dude's a good dude. Uh, fine. Well, Mal flies back and she transforms back into herself, but now Different she's dress. wearing a smoking purple dress. Like it's Crazy actually hair. smoking. It's not an adjective in the descriptive <laughs> way. That doesn't make sense either, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's on fire. <laughs> got you, got you. It's actually on fire. And uh, her hair's different. It's the, it's Her hair's different, but it's also the same dress from the stained glass window. Mm. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Ben goes in for a big kiss, and Carlos actually, like, pulls him back before he could get in too much tongue. This <laughs> scene kind of looked like it wasn't rehearsed to me. Like... It kind of looks like he. So. It it seems super weird. Like, why is Carlos pulling him back unless it is really that awkward in in real life? Because <laughs> he's like, "Whoa, man, easy, easy, man." I think they're just ready to move on to the next part because that that was the time for Evie to give her big speech about, um, right? Friendship. Getting busy no. over there. And then- well, so Ben asked, like, I I have to thank you guys. Like if it wasn't for you, I'd basically be dead. He's like, let me know if you need anything. And before he even finishes the sentence, she's like, um, actually, yes, I do need something. I need Dizzy over here. I need, yeah. She asks for a visa for Dizzy. (laughs) And then it's basically like, and while we're at it, I can get you a whole list of kids who deserve a second chance. 
But I got a kid. And listen, kids that don't need don't don't need visas, and we can leave them over there. Right. <laughs> exactly. So the guards return <laughs> the spell book to Mal, and yeah. and she gives it to the fairy godmother and says, "This down. belongs in a museum." Gag me. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she splashes Ben with water, and that's Blood, the water that's flooded me. the deck. And mm. you and me is the closing number. And with the song. It is awesome. It is a big group number, and it's on this flooded deck. Like, this is Kenny Ortega mm-hmm. stuff for me. <laughs> like, if you were to tell me he only did one number, I would think it was this one. It's cool as shit. I kind of want to be able to dance <laughs> on a, a deck flooded with water. Um, it's a pretty cool dance. Yeah. And this is actually when we get to see some of Cameron's talent. Like he's flipping over people, doing backflips and dancing on his head in the water. It's kind of cool. <laughs> um, so then King Ben puts his ring back on Mal's his finger. finger yep. Yeah, it's kind of weird because she's wearing like eagle evil gloves with like the fingers yeah. cut off of them. Fingerless so the gloves. Fingerless. But the uh <laughs> the ring doesn't quite fit on her finger. I don't know. Is that foreshadowing? Yeah. Probably not. Dun dun dun. You'd think if you Maybe. were gonna film, you'd at least make sure the ring went on if you're gonna do an up close that it yeah. fits. But it did not. <laughs> um, so they're looking up on the deck and they're looking up over their kingdom of dancing people and fireworks go off and that's the end of the main movie. We get one after scene that shows Dizzy getting her invitation to Oridon prep. And then we get another scene with Uma warning us that the story isn't over. And the uh, credits roll to Kiss the Girl sang by Mal, Evie, and Carlos. Okay. Hmm. So that was the sentence too. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. All right. David, what, what were your thoughts? <laughs> Why do you feel like they keep sequel baiting at the end of each one? <laughs> Is it they're like, they're like we're going to make that wa- money? We're going to make that money right here. What like you're persuading the audience as much as the executives who could make that decision? Like, please come on. Yeah. We already said at the end. Yeah, come on, come on, <laughs> come on please give let us, us the money. <laughs> Let's make another one. I so random. Did make the mistake of watching a short story after. Oh yeah, they're like short. Yeah. I didn't see it though. There's a lot of the Descendants media. Well, it was it turned into a music video with Uma and Mao. Oh, okay. To a Kelly Clarkson song. It's awful. Oh. It's uh, just okay. not worth your time. Who? What? It's like seven minutes, isn't it? <laughs> yes, and that's seven minutes wow. that I'll never get back. <laughs> who, Lindsay, who Ouch. won the movie for you? Um, I'm going to go with Evie. Evie won the movie for me, too. She's the best character by far. David, David, who yeah. won the movie for you? Evie as well. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Jay because okay. I love it when he says, "See, <laughs> this was dumb." <laughs> and Jay had his own like storyline, even though it was like uh, a very small storyline that only had like three parts. Yeah. It was, it was the beginning, middle, and the end. It, it all worked. Yeah. And he I had think some stuff to do. I think it's not much. I think but... him and Junior go to the dance together too. Yeah, or at least it looks like they're together yeah. towards the end there. Yeah. Wasn't that how it was in the first one, too? I forgot Junior was in the first one. Between him and Junior? Uh, Yeah. I don't remember. Probably. I forgot she was in the first one. I can see a love connection going on there. Yeah. 
Uh, Evie though, Evie, athletes. Evie has like a real starring role in this thing. Sophia Carson really like kills it in this one. And um, mm-hmm. I'm happy. To, I hope that she had a big a big part in the third one too because I felt like she was compassionate. She was funny. She was smart, and she was just better than she was in the first one. Yeah, I agree. And I think, but who's she's? Go. Yeah, I feel I, she just has a lot of in depth character story. Yeah. Hmm. Whose relationship is better though, Evie and Doug, or Mal and Ben? <laughs> They're both terrible. <laughs> no, Evie and Doug's relationship is great. <laughs> I mean, she straight up left him in the in the dark on the whole let's save Ben thing. But like, it was everything was moving fast, and, or maybe she didn't leave him in the dark. Maybe maybe she had told him, and that it was in the past. And then when they found out, it was in the future. <laughs> it was back <laughs> in the past. <laughs> See, no. when you travel to and from the island, like time <laughs> travels differently. It's general relativity. <laughs> That's why magic's not allowed. It's with the time stream too much. <laughs> well, if we're going off relationships, I'm going to say Carlos. Carlos and, du- re- and, and Carlos dude. And dude. And Jane? Dude. <laughs> oh, man. Their relation, they communicate way better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude doesn't listen all the time, but at least. At least he's there to support when needed. Mm, pushing him to be a better version of himself. Yeah. And they said, I love you to each other several times in the movie. <laughs> to each other. That's, there you go. Who, who, Breaking that cycle of trauma on the aisle. <laughs> who, lost, who lost this movie? Who was the worst character in this movie? <laughs> ben. Oh, you so- <laughs> what? No. no. Just- just trashing Ben. Come on. Yeah, and I feel like I had a problem with his where he was in his development as an adolescent or however old he is. Now, like he has a man body, but he still has a child head. Uh. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. I, uh, I don't know. It, ouch. I just... I think a lot of his charm comes with him being attractive. And in this movie, he was in a very awkward stage of his life. <laughs> so I feel like he lost some of his charm. Ouch. Who, who, who lost the movie for you, David? Um, you know, like I want to say Chad, but I don't want to say Chad. Because <laughs> I really needed to know about that printer. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know what? I just, I had, I, I do not dig Uma and I do oh. not dig anything she was doing in this movie. Okay. She was just kind of like a sore loser and annoying. Okay. So I'm going to say Uma. Uh, fair. Um, I also hated her song too. Like it was very narcissistic. <laughs> I, I, I liked Uma a lot. I actually, the, the, the character that I feel like lost this movie was Harry mm-hmm. Hook. <laughs> That's fair. Because when you yeah. when he he's the first new villain you see it as he walks to Ursula's fish and chips place, and yeah. then you think he's going to have a much bigger role, but he's literally Uma's errand boy. That's yeah. literally it. Yeah. He's like nothing. Yeah, he's nothing. He he's not even the one that like comes with her. Well, he's also like, Mal's side piece. Like in real life, <laughs> like not in like thing. <laughs> well, we don't know yeah, that. But they, they definitely have some kind of like like even they they have that tense exchange between the two of them, and then hmm. I would have thought that when when Uma came, he would have been like her like right hand man, but she didn't even bring him with her. So 
I think he loses the movie. Yeah, wasted. Yeah, he's a wasted character. And he was like there. And even and he's he's even worse than Gil, but Gil's role was to be small. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed like, to be comedy. Yeah, he's the comedic he's a comedic effect, which is fine. Which is why Harry I thought would do more, Harry Hook, but nah, he was nothing. Nothing. I like how a lot of these characters rely on the villains having survived their movie when we saw them die. <laughs> yeah. Very like, valid Gaston point. Off a castle. Like, when did he have a baby with who? Like, what? When did that happen? Yeah. Doesn't Hook die at the end of Peter Pan? I don't remember. Why are all these but, like, kids about Ursula, 16? Ursula, isn't she dead? Why are they all about 16? <laughs> all the villains had babies around the same time? Like, the same two, three years? Yes. They all got rounded up, put on the <laughs> island, and they had nothing else to do except uh, enjoy each other? Yeah. What's going on here? Well, remember, there's it's all one-sided, too. There's not two parents on the villain side. There's only one. <laughs> there's always one. Oof. So I want to do something that we've done. Um, we did on another podcast. I want to read some of these re- parent reviews, and then we can get up out of here. So for Descendants oh, okay. 2, uh, <laughs> one of the parent reviews from Heather W., well, on commonsensemedia.org, she wrote, surprisingly disappointing. Aww. We are huge yeah. Disney and Descendant fans, so this was surprisingly disappointing. First, although the tunes were catchy, the singing was terrible. Auto-tune. It's, <laughs> it's not like it was all auto-tune and electronic, which yep. is disappointing because the lead actors have wonderful voices. Also, hmm. I thought the kissing was too adult for a kid's movie. Ah! Now, mind you, they kiss like three times. At the end. And they're all pretty tame. Yes. Oh, that last one was definitely not Disney usual. Like, there was tongue yes. in that one. This is the best part about um. this. Finally, I like that Disney had characters of all races and sizes, but two of the lead characters seemed unhealthy and distressingly way too thin. In addition, they put them in huge heels. <laughs> Whoa. I did okay, not so notice that. talking about Evie? I don't know. I don't know. Who's too skinny? I don't. Well, I mean, I... Nothing, <laughs> nothing like that stood out to me at all. Me neither. Yeah, they didn't look unhealthy. Even, Evie wears a lot of makeup, but... Even with all that, I hope they make weird. a third one and do right for their talented staff and all those kiddos. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a three... That was a two-star review. I have another. It sounds like somebody's mom who's like friends with the parents of one of the descendants. Yes, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Their friend, like, write it up and say say something about the auto tune thing. I hate that they did that to my kid's voice. <laughs> Those girls aren't eating enough. <laughs> another one written by M. Shrestra uh, wrote: "The first was meh, but this is such a cash grab. The characters had no development." <laughs> And became so damn annoying. The plot was a Lion King ripoff with Mal running away for no reason at all. Lion King (laughs) ripoff? Yeah, I don't know. What? Uma. She runs away, but come on. It's not for the same reason. I know. I know. Uh, Uma is such a forced villain, and it was such an awful sequel. Have your kids watch the classics instead of this cash grab bull crap. (laughs) So aggravated that they might make money on a second Descendants. Lion King doesn't have a monopoly on running away. Exactly. Although we did reference it once. Yeah, but we were talking about the the growth through the one song. 
Yeah, actually, it wasn't so much about running away in exile. Yeah. It was more about him growing up yeah. at, while in exile. <laughs> so I have one from a, a kid. I have one from a kid. It's a, oh, no. it's a one-star review uh, <laughs> from a teen who's 16 years old. Okay. And the teen said, the CGI was so bad, and the talking dog <laughs> was annoying and just embarrassing. I actually liked the first one, but I hated this one. Anyways, kids no will still probably love it. And the positive side of this movie is that there are some good female role models like Mulan's kid. <laughs> <laughs> Who had lots and lots to do in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, fair. Oh, I, I have one more. This one's great, too. Sorry. <laughs> this one's from a kid who's 11 years old. I didn't like this movie. I find it way too emotional and lovey-dovey, but my sister loves it. If you like the original cartoon <laughs> Disney movies or just don't like royalty-ish musicals, then you probably won't like this movie either. <laughs> what yes, because I'm super familiar with royalty-ish musicals. There's a lot of them. Are, are there? <laughs> Lovey uh, dovey. I feel like we had a full scale. Yeah, I, I don't. All in all, um, on this on this website, kids and parents both give it four four stars out of five. But those are some of the best reviews that I read. Yeah. <laughs> Total cash grab. I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, don't disagree with a majority of what they said. <laughs> the CGI is terrible. The talking dog was a little annoying. Yeah, <laughs> but it was funny that this kid just hated it. <laughs> too lovey dovey. Uh, too lovey dovey. 16, man. This movie wasn't for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's clearly for people like us. <laughs> clearly. clearly. <laughs> the one parent that said the kissing was too adult for the kids. Their kids is funny. Oh, jeez. That... And they already have co ed dorms. What do you think's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> that was Descendants 2. David. Thank you for joining us. I hope you had a good time. You're very welcome. I, yes, I did, definitely. Good. I'm hoping you'll join us for Descendants 3. Yes. David. I, I'm super down. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, do you have anything you want to uh, promote, David? Uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I have a shop that just opened in San Diego. You live in San Diego? And it's during a pandemic? And you feel like coming down with a mask on and staying six feet away from everyone? <laughs> Feel free! DoomNationComics.com DoomNationComics.com um, Lindsay, you anything you want to promote? Nope, just subscribe. Uh, yes, rate, subscribe, find us on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, YouTube, give us some five-star ratings. Um, definitely check out the Top 5 Go Podcast, which is also could be found on the Fury Podcast Network. Um, you can find me mm -hmm. at KG Fury. Um, I'm a boring follow, so that's boring. Uh, also, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at DCOM After Dark. I think that's it. I think that's everything. You guys good? Cool. Yeah. All right. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right. Peace.